I'm Renee. And this is Listen To Me Podcast, where you get all the greatest and unqualified advice from qualified creatives. Basically, we go through it so that you can create your own house of sass and magic. (laughs) I want to know, so I was thinking about what I was going to say earlier, and I want to know that if you had your own house, what would it be called? The House of Geographic. Oh Uh, my God, that's so predictable. Like, what if it was like two things that you had to pick? Like, blah and blah. the house of a one-track mind mine would be the house of dignity clearly (laughs) of which you have none that's right it's aspirational geo so today we're talking to stacy the house of size and magic which i'm repping by the way she sent me a t-shirt in the mail look how cute the iridescent print is and it's black so it fits your wardrobe I know, right? It really does. The whole thing about with House of Sass and Magic, what I get from it is that it's apparel that's designed for rave culture. Okay. Of which I miss terribly. (laughs) (laughs) The last time I was at a rave was with you, so. When? I don't think I've ever been to a rave with you. Uh, It was at like the, I don't know if you would even call that a rave, but it was at the rugby club here. Oh, I mean that. Yes. Sorry. That's that's a beginner entry level rave. That's why I was allowed to go. (laughs) Oh my God. It's like that one time we went out and we did Molly. I remember I had just taken a second pill Yeah. and you were like, I'm ready to leave. And I was like, (laughs) no, I can't leave right now. I'm like, I just committed to it. Like, and you're like, no, no. Well, like they give me the keys to your house. And I was like, I, I don't want to like I was like so I remember I left with you which honestly looking back I'm like oh my god I should have just given her the keys and let her like go in and get her shit because my shit your shit was at my house yes yeah I remember going back to the because I couldn't go like home and then go back because it was downtown from Edmonton and I remember being like on my bed (laughs) (laughs) it was like so bad (laughs) one day one day maybe I'll redeem myself not today (sighs) though Oh, I miss those days. Honestly, I was talking about this with Lorena, my sister. I miss the feeling of like those scenes for me anyway, are such an energy boost because there's everyone there is just for the enjoyment of the music and the the time and not being able to feel that like crowdsourced love, if you want to call it that, <laughs> which is definitely magical when you're in those moments. Anybody who's been to a music festival or large events can- Yeah, can like attest. people in New Zealand currently who are going right now. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. on that sad note- um, <laughs> so today we are going to be talking to Stacy, who is another person that I met through the uh, Leadership Connect calls through the Snow Collective. Mm-hmm. And she is the founder of Flash Design Company, which is a brand that designs apparel, apparel for dancers and is in the world of dance primarily. And she's also the founder of the House of Sass and Magic, <laughs> uh, which is an apparel brand that creates custom one-of-a-kind pieces for anything from basically like a night on the town to a night on the couch, which like people in my right, you know, like we're, we're so used to that these days. That, the, like, <laughs> first of all, I was like, it's like you're describing me and you. And then my brain was like, oh, the two genders. <laughs> <laughs> She's also the host of Maker Mondays, which is a web series where she talks to creatives, which of which I was a part of. <laughs> <laughs> She's such a, a lovely human being. And I'm really excited to talk to her just because her energy is just so like buoyant. Is that the right word? Like yeah, uplifting yeah. and nice and light and just airy and wonderful. Once I did her show, I was like, okay, now you have to do our show. So <laughs> we're going to chat with her tonight and I'm excited. <laughs> oh my God. My new setup, by the way, for anyone listening, I finally am off the floor. I am no longer sitting on the floor. I'm sitting on a chair in my closet not on the floor of my closet incredible (laughs) incredible started at the bottom now he's here (laughs) yeah this lighting setup is nice (laughs) (laughs) okay let's talk to Stacey hey how are you (laughs) I'm good how are you Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome. I mean, I, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, so fucking good. <laughs> is this related to this or is it related to something else? It's just all of the things, like all of the things, all of the time. It, today's been a bit of a day, I'm not going to mm-hmm. lie. Mm-hmm. It's just been a little bit like, I'm like, I got like, wow. That's all I got to say is wow. <laughs> I'm just like throwing up the shields and being like, pew, 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 pew. <laughs> <laughs> Well, before we get started, Renee, this is Stacy. Stacy Renee. Hey, Renee. Hi. I feel like I know you. We've been listening to the podcast like from the beginning straight through for like days at a time. So I'm like, mm, I feel like I know her. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. That's so mm-hmm. sweet. Yeah, for sure. My staff and I like we're like, oh yeah, okay, we get this. We're like they're so sweet to each other. <laughs> that <laughs> is incorrect. incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> I, I edit it. out all of the uh... <laughs> the abuse, the, the more abuse. egregious abuse, yeah. I should say. I love it. I love it. How well, are all you. of you? We're good. Uh, yeah. That. I mean, what you were doing earlier, I was like, I feel bad inside. Yeah, <laughs> right. <do>. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just stuff it on down. You can yeah. talk about it with whoever you pay to talk about it with later. That's exactly right. Girl, that's what we were talking about before you hopped on. Stuffing it down. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Choke on it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Stacy, I want to say thank you for taking the time to coming and talking to us. Ever since you asked me to be on Maker Monday, I was like, okay, well, now we have to do a trade-off. <laughs> ah. No, I'm excited. I'm excited. I mean, obviously, I chat with people. I have staff, but the, and then the Maker Monday staff and whatever. But, like, I just feel sometimes like I'm in this, like, dark cave that just doesn't have much permeation into real life. And so it's great to, like, chat with people that get it. That's one of the things that I've really enjoyed about doing this, especially during this fucked up situation that we're in, <laughs> yep. is that we're actually able to connect with other creatives because otherwise I feel like I would be stuck in this weird penitentiary like situation. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, oh, like, thanks for the solitary confinement that we all know is terrible for the human psyche and uh, not yeah. good for the skin tone. You know, thanks. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> Oh my God, I know. I'm like, I, I want to get rid of the yellowness of my skin. I want to go outside. So Whatever. <laughs> whatever. We're here to talk about you, not about the destruction of humanity. Um, <laughs> Our ongoing existential crises. Literally. Right? Yeah, I went off a bit of an existential cliff like about a week ago. So it's good. The timing of this is good because he did not want to talk to me a week ago. I was yep. like, light a match, burn it down and all my socks. Like, whatever. So From a week ago or to now, I probably, either one I would have taken. <laughs> I would have been okay with I can go in either direction. So it's okay. I'm not afraid of those conversations. We're walking that knife's edge all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Just to start off, so for anybody who doesn't know who you are and what you're about, tell our listeners a little bit about your early life and what inspired you and and your love of dance, fashion, and creative expression. Because that's really what you're all about. Yeah, true story. I mean, my early life, my older brother and I joke a lot about this, that I'm like, was I even there? Because I don't remember <laughs> a, lot, a lot of what you're talking about. But it's a little known fact and a very rarely believed fact that I grew up on a farm in rural Ontario. And I think... I spent a lot of time imagining not being there. (laughs) So so I found ways to escape what I didn't want to be in, which didn't make sense to me. I was like, why are we in the middle of this place where nobody else is? And I have so many big ideas and so much to kind of share. Um, My mom has a great story that I used to change my clothes like six times a day. And (laughs) that, you know, I just was, I was always writing on walls and drawing pictures on my, on my wallpaper and whatever um and because we lived in rural Ontario my parents I will give them this that they did a very great job of making sure that all three of their children had access to extracurricular activities that weren't super duper close by like the nearest city was about half an hour in any direction Mm -hmm. so I mean as you can imagine with three kids it was like okay we're on the road all the time so my younger brother was an avid hockey player and my dad was a a hockey coach so so Canadian and (laughs) so somehow or other I found myself I remember I think I was like eight or nine I decided I wanted to figure skate I was like that's my way into whatever other world but as part of my figure skating training I was required to do land training so dance 
jazz tap, ballet, whatever. And finally, my parents were like, listen, like, you need to decide which direction you're going here because we're on the road all the time. I was in the rink before school in the morning, at the rink after school, and then either at a studio or at the rink. So... I think I was like 10 and I was like, I'm going to dance my way into the hearts of the nation. (laughs) (laughs) That's incredible. I love that. Yeah. And so I chose dance and I was fortunate enough to be good at it. Like, I'm like, Mm -hmm. good thing I decided to do that. And it didn't, I didn't suck (laughs) (laughs) because the nation wouldn't have been happy about that. Um, Or they would, who knows? In the age of the internet, (laughs) people love that. Yeah, definitely. From there, I, my parents did everything in their power to kind of help support that. I, like, I changed schools to be, again, I was in a rural community and they like applied to to the board so that I could go to a performing arts school that was outside of our county and like Mm. all that sort of stuff. So I'm super, super grateful for that because if they didn't do that, I don't know if my journey would have looked the way it did and does Mm -hmm. I was again fortunate to have a performing career I started performing I was 12 literally made money from the time I was like 12 through till I was Mm. when people are like oh you know what did you what was your first job I'm like "Mm, dancing in the open house of a Aikenheads which at that time was Aikenheads and is now Home Depot (laughs) (laughs) I'm that old (laughs) but but yeah we used to dance in the grand openings I was like featuring these dancers (laughs) I wish they did that now. I would actually like care. (laughs) You would attend a Home Depot opening. If there were dancers and something like that would be just a a spectacle to observe. You know what I mean? (laughs) Right? You're like, what kind of screws do I need? Oh, glitter. Amazing. (laughs) (laughs) And high kick. Awesome. I want all of the screws. I don't like I don't know this that this exists anymore but we were also really fortunate that my dance instructor and studio owner she she was like our agent we performed for a lot of cool stuff and I did that all through high school and then had a performing career like industrial shows music videos live performances blah 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 it just kind of never <laughs> yeah, just kinda no never, yeah it just kind of never occurred to me to like do anything else I didn't have a backup plan. I didn't have like, well, you know, I'll take a second major or whatever. So I went to York York University for dance also, which I dropped out of because I was performing already. And I was like, what do I need this for if I'm already doing this? Was that a good decision? I don't know. (laughs) And then I was performing in a show here in Toronto. We did a lot of Latin review and I was hauled into the producer's office at one point and essentially fired because I no longer looked the way I did when I was hired. Uh, Yeah. So I was like, cool, cool. So it's not that I'm not talented. Awesome. Good to know. It's not that I'm not worthy of this position but you just don't straight up like the way I look at the time I was like okay this totally sucks what am I going to do with my life like I said I'd never considered doing anything else the running joke is that all I knew how to do was count to eight and start over again Uh, (laughs) hi hello (laughs) that's basically (laughs) but the woman I was training with at the time she was like you know why don't you try like stage managing or like you know, just something in that world that will still give you access to this community and to this environment, but like you're not pushing paper all day. Right. And honest to God, to this day, I don't ever remember making a conscious decision to go to costume school, but somehow Mm -hmm. or other I ended up submitting a portfolio to the International Academy of Design. And I really wish I still had it because it's probably the most embarrassing thing I've ever done. (laughs) Like it's so bad, but it was a private institute. So they took my money and let me in. (laughs) (laughs) And I did costume studies there and I did an 18 month program. It was actually a four, a four year program condensed into 14 or sorry, into 18 months. yeah yeah I was 25 at the time like yeah like was like what am I doing I didn't even know how to turn on a sewing machine I knew nothing (laughs) I I remember my instructor she was like oh it's fine she's like just you know sew like you drive and I was like no 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 like you don't want me to sew like I drive like that's the worst (laughs) advice ever fingers that way oh my god (laughs) I was like "Mm, might want to rethink that suggestion but uh graduated in the top quarter of my class um I was still yeah that's no small feat you know there's something to be said for you have to like I was like I don't know what the fuck else I'm gonna do so I have I have to be good at this. Like, I just mm-hmm. have to. I was still teaching and performing a little bit here and there. And that was just kind of a natural progression.
expression. And I'm kind of having, you know, like we were chatting in our pre-chat about like an existential crisis. Like I'm kind of in that mindset right now about like, I've never considered doing anything else other Mm -hmm. than creating and sharing that with the world because it's something that comes so instinctually and so unconsciously like it just happens you know graduated school in 2001 and literally like walked to service ontario and registered flash design company and was like open for business let's do this (laughs) (laughs) and yeah as time has gone on this year is our for a flash design company it's our 20th year in business oh my god that's amazing Yeah. yeah thanks as I look back over it, I'm like, you know what, I think what has made me successful as a business owner, as well as a creative is just that like, it's so I, I feel so not humble saying this, but it's just so genuine. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, I like, I really do want to create this for you. And I really do want to realize whatever artistic visions you have, because I work primarily with choreographers and dance instructors. And so we work collaboratively in that way. And it's like, listen, like, I see what you see. Let's make it happen. The world needs to see this. It's amazing. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> it brings me great joy. And to steal a word from the polyamorous community that like, it's compared for me to watch other people experience the art and what the joy that it brings them brings me so much joy um and I don't know that that's something like that's not something I don't like I don't think you can learn that you know what I mean like it just it just comes from somewhere and I try not to question it I don't know if that answers your question but (laughs) absolutely I think that's actually I'm surprised that Gio and I have never talked about compersion on the show before because I think that that fits into something we talk about all the time which is how part of the impetus for starting this show and interviewing people and other creatives is that we get the opportunity to let them talk about stuff that lights them up and that makes Gio and I like really really happy like that you just get to talk about the stuff that you're making like or you're creating or you're putting out into the world and we're like yes yes like, it's the opposite of schadenfreude I think <laughs> which I also enjoy I will say that but it's not about that right now. that was also part of the pre-show chat <laughs> yeah, exactly. you can't have the light without the dark let's that's be real right. here right let's be real that's right yeah yeah you know I think I said this recently um Flash Design Company was accepted into the Ontario Made program which is a program through the Canadian manufacturing and distribution sector I believe if I'm saying that correctly so it's basically supports for products that are made in Canada or sorry made in Ontario and I legit like cried when we when I got the notification that that we had been accepted and I was because I realized that it's every time like we've made a cabillion bodysuits with all sorts of rhinestones and kajazzle all over them but it's like the first time I've made it every time we make it. Like, it's like as if I've never, ever done it before, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how is it that this is so, so fresh to me every time? And it's like, because that's what I fucking do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's just that simple. So you do something that you say you invite customers to book an expression session when they connect with your business and they want to place an order. So why do you think it's so important for you to kind of cater your services so specifically to every individual and especially people who are like underrepresented in the, in the industry you're working in? I've had to really sit with that over this last little bit. A- I think because we all, we all, had, and I'm, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to say, I'm going to be bold. I'm going to say that we have the right to express ourselves in whatever way we choose. Like, don't be a jerk and, you know, don't stamp all over somebody else's existence. However, you still have an opportunity to express yourself in whatever way you so choose. Mm-hmm. And who am I to say that that's incorrect or not authentic or you know doesn't fit into whatever I think you know Mm -hmm. and if I can be part of facilitating that expression to more than just the conversation between two people then why wouldn't I I had this conversation with I think somebody on our Maker Monday segments with the House of Sass and Magic where it's like I don't understand why if you have an opportunity to contribute in a greater way and to a greater whatever it is that's out here I don't know if this is going to be on video but I'm like making these big 
hand gestures <laughs> but like, out there. Why wouldn't you? You yeah. know, like I don't does not compute circle square. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. And I think it's important when, you know, when you talk about underrepresented people and or communities is like, especially in dance land. And I might get into a bit of hot water for saying this, but oh, well, it's supposed to snow on Wednesday. So we'll keep warm by getting into hot water. <laughs> that, that, that traditionally, there's a lot of traditional roles that exist within dance. I'm going to just put a blanket statement on that. And, you know, if we take ballet as a prime example, it's very, you know, male, female oriented. It's very, the man lifts the women and off they go and whatever. There are parts of that that have shifted over the years and, you know, contemporary ballet does represent in different ways. And there are choreographers out there that have pushed, quote unquote, pushed those boundaries over the years. But with the forums in the media that we have at our fingertips right now, why would, again, why would you not? Who are we, all of us, whoever, whoever makes up the people that, that want to have this messaging, who are we to say that an alternative to the traditions is wrong? I, yes. I, you know, like. I'll snap for that. Oh my God. Ballet is racist also. People may not know this, but a lot of mm-hmm. black, a lot of non-white, but a lot of mm-hmm. black ballerinas have to dye their own shoes because they won't make ballet points. Yeah. That just happened this year. Like mm-hmm. with it, like 2021, you know, like there was, I think I forget what brand it was. There's, it's one of the top two brands where they would advertise that. Yes, you can buy matching skin tone, whatever your skin tone is, yeah. your point shoes. But when you actually went to do it, it, they weren't in stock. You had to special order it. Yeah. So it was like, they're putting all this performative messaging out there. But it's not like you can be quote unquote like everybody else and just go through the same process to get what you need to perform your art. And also, hello, it's 2021 and you just figured this out (laughs) now. Like, I'm just like, you know. And like dancers with larger bodies as well. You kind of touched on that earlier, but it's hugely restrictive. Like the, mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. And there's, you know, like I said, I've been in the game, I've been in the dance world for more than half my life. And then as, a costumer for the last 20 years and watching the, I don't even know, the movement, we will say, of the industry and and the different speeds at which it does and doesn't flow is a little bit mind boggling to me, you know, where I can have a demographic of, we work with private sector dance studios for for the most part. And so, you know, we'll have a demographic of a studio that uses some language that like, I'm like... I'm like, you say yeah. what now, you know, and, or is, is still doing things like measuring body proportions for admittance into a specific, mm-hmm. specific program. And, mm-hmm. you know, I will say there are certain things that like, yes, we are programmed to receive it as more aesthetically pleasing to our eye. But again, who are all of these people, places and things that have programmed us with this messaging to accept that as what is aesthetically pleasing. Whereas what if I went, Hey, like this over here, that's an alternative to that. And, or the, some, just somebody who is doing something so super awesome and beautiful. Why am I not allowed to say that? And why is that person not allowed to demonstrate that and share their joy with the rest of the universe? Mm-hmm. So I'm trying really hard to, you know, I put out a series last summer inclusivity series on the FBC channels to just start a conversation around that because it is, I don't want to say that it's taboo because that's not, it, because it, that's not giving enough credit where credit is due in the industry, but people don't want to be that bold. People don't want to rock the boat because there's also a commercialism to competitive dance also where it's like this. Yeah. And I had this conversation yeah. with somebody very recently where it's like, this is what wins. This is what sells dance lessons. This is what, you know, looks good on TV and what have you. And then there's this. And it's like, but you can be part of, you know, marrying these two things and making this glorious for everyone. I don't like, I, I just, I, I, I have a hard time expressing what I think about it because I so can't wrap my head around it. I'm like, they have two legs and two arms, or maybe they don't. And like, they're still doing what they're doing and they're still loving what they're doing. So, like, who the fuck are you to tell them no? So, that's why growing up, I was like, I was told that I was different a lot. Like, I didn't do things the way I was quote unquote supposed to. It's very near and dear to my heart where I'm like, especially we deal with children most of the time, like kids that range in age from five to like graduate high school time. So like 16, 17, 18. And it's like, those are very formative years. I spent, and I know some of these kids do spend more time in a studio 
than they do in their own home environment. So Mm -hmm. you are part of somebody's growth process. You are part of somebody's family, essentially. And again, I might get myself in a little bit of hot water, but like, how dare you? You know, how dare you? I find it very irresponsible. I completely agree because when you think about kids they the way they navigate the world is completely based on what is reflected back to them like Uh there's you're not going to tell me that an overweight child who can dance and enjoys moving their body is inherently aware of any limitations until they run up against that kind of institutionalized pressure that you see and that people reinforce Uh either through complicity or because I think unfortunately a lot of it also comes from the fact that a lot of adults who are on the receiving end of that kind of shit, then dole it out. Absolutely. Yeah, totally. Thousand percent. And why? To crush a child, to crush somebody else's spark? Like, what a waste. One thing that I'll have to say, and like, I just speak from my own experience, is that even if it's not necessarily like, Renee, what you're saying about young kids who they have this innate desire to express themselves, however that looks like, whether it's through dance, art, whatever, and they come up against the system that we live in, at the same time, consider the fact that we're indoctrinated into this system. Me as a young kid, I remember thinking for the first time that I thought another boy was cute. And within myself, within seconds of having that thought, I had this like feeling of dread. So it was like, it was like already built into me. It wasn't even Mm -hmm. something that I, because like at seven years old, what are you really- kids are like sponges. They internalize all of that, that stuff that you're putting out. It's like even, man, it's like seeing a parent with like a two-year-old being like, oh, don't play with that. That's a girl's toy because the two-year-old is a boy. By the time that kid is seven- If he's reaching for a Barbie, that sense of dread is probably present in him as well, even though Mm -hmm. he knows innately that that's what he wants. Yeah, the one that I want. (laughs) (laughs) Cut it. Thank you for lightening it. That was dark. We got dark. I'm like, we could take that hard left right here, Renee. We really could do that. (laughs) A knife said. I want you to talk a little bit about because the evolution of flash design and how it evolved into House of Sass and Magic, which, by the way, I'm repping. Yay! <laughs> love it! Woo! Love it! Oh, d- you didn't know this was a cam show, too? <laughs> Geo after dark. <laughs> this is Geo in the daytime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so explain a little bit what the House of Sass and Magic is and where did it come from? How did you, how did it come to be? Whilst going to costume school, I was raving hardcore. <laughs> As <laughs> one does. Yeah, I can't to just, wait. Like, there's no other way. There's no other way to do it. And if you're not doing it hardcore, you're actually not doing it. So. <laughs> I can, I can, I can uh, vouch for that. <laughs> yes, yes. So that's happening. 1990s, whatever is happening, uh, right? And, and this was in Toronto? Yeah, in Toronto. I go to school. You know, I start the business. A whole bunch of shit happens. <laughs> and then fast forward to like 20, 2010-ish maybe. And I started dating somebody at the time who was a really avid festival goer. And it was right around the time that the festival boom like started. Kind of hit a commercial kind of run, I guess. And it actually started as a joke between a colleague of mine and I, we were working away here one day. And, and so Danceland usually runs between September and our high season ends like kind of mid-May, early June. And so mm-hmm. I used to, historically, I would have the summers off, which was awesome-ish, but like revenue flow, hi. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so we were kind of joking that we're like, wait a minute, like we know how to sew. You're a raver, like all your friends are ravers. Mm-hmm. Why don't we like smash these two things together and give it a go? So that's what we did. And we just started, we took a summer and we made a bunch of stuff started posting it and we took the top three festivals um, in Canada which at that time were Shambhala Music Festival Base Coast and Motion Notion and we applied mm-hmm. to all three because they happened each weekend in a row so we were able the idea was to like again travel, travel into the nation you know <laughs> oh and World Pride World Pride was the same year so it was 2014 and um, <gasps> yeah so we did World we did World Pride we did Shambhala Base Coast Motion Notion in our inaugural year because um, we did like we had no expectation whatsoever mm-hmm. of being accepted into any of these we were like who do we think we are you know yeah. but 
we just tried. We just tried. And the name of the House Assassin Magic was originally just House SM, my initials and the colleague's initials. And she decided to leave the brand after a year. And I was like, oh, cool. So I'm doing this by myself now. <laughs> Amazing balls. And so my older brother does drag also. And we were getting ready to do Sexapalooza. As Where? Um, he's in Peterborough. Okay, so uh, not so, not a queen I would know in Toronto. I don't think so now, but maybe a queen you'd know in Peterborough. <laughs> name? I'm 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 looking uh, for a name. Oh, Miss Imagine That is. Okay, no. <laughs> yeah, is their drag name? We're getting ready to do Sexapalooza. She was hosting um, the show, and we were participating as a vendor. And I remember it was the dead of winter. It was like mid February. It was cold as fuck, and I was sitting in the car. We had like done a meeting or whatever. And I was like, you know, like, what am I going to call this thing? And I was like, you know, it doesn't matter. Because this weekend we're going to have a whole bunch of sass and magic up in here. And then I was like, oh my God. I'm like, this is how I solved the, the name problem. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And it's just kind of stuck ever since. And I'm so glad it does because I feel like it encompasses all of it. Yeah, so I kind of took my love of fashion and costuming and everything big and bold and my love of electronic music and my love of just expressing yourself and being able to be as weird as you want, whenever you want, however you want, and made it into a business. My friends have a running joke where it's like, if you have an idea and you want it to be a business, just go talk to Stacey. Because <laughs> I will turn anything into a job. I'm like, don't worry, we can do this. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of how that came to be. And it's, it's really kind of evolved over the years. It's, uh, this is our seventh year, I think, and legitimately just kind of started as a side hustle. And then mm -hmm. I want to say three or three or four years ago, I was like, you know what, like, let's just do it. Let's just go all in. And because it's been really, really well received. And it's given me an opportunity to, like we were saying, like kind of leave the, the traditional confines of dance land like yes I get to express myself and yes I get to help other people express themselves but it's still within this scope you mm -hmm. know and it's still within certain parameters whereas the house assassin magic like anything goes just don't be a jerk that's kind of my tagline to everything don't be a jerk the one thing that really hooked me was already like the name the logo like i love it like it's fun and rave culture which i i fucking miss so much when you had the the cuddle puddle apparel yeah 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 yeah. oh when what? i saw it I Okay, so a cuddle puddle is like after you're kind of like coming down from the party, like everybody's going home, but you're not really like ready to like call it quits and to go to bed yet. Notoriously, like the cuddle puddle is like when everyone's like at the end of the night, like cuddling in a puddle because everyone's like melting from partying. And like, <laughs> oh my God. You know it's I mean? like literally the spiritual opposite of the entire year of 2020. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much, pretty yeah. much, pretty much. Oh. But yeah, you God. make you guys make so much stuff like that. It's like rave friendly and it it moves, it breathes. It's like it's fun, it's iridescent, it's glittery, it's sparkly, and it's all the things that I yeah. miss so much. <laughs> My favorite tagline is like, "What does it need?" I'm like, uh, "More." It needs, it needs more. <laughs> like, yeah. And I'm like, why choose if you don't have to? You can have all of the things, mm -hmm. you know. Like, yeah. and, you know, and that was. With festival culture, especially like, you know, you're usually camping unless you're like glamping with EDC and you want to take the bus from the hotel to the speedway or whatever. That would be me. <laughs> I'm not, not when you travel with me, Gio. No, 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 no. You're going to learn how the real people live. <laughs> if I ever did Burning Man, I would totally be the one with like, I, I'm like, I don't care. I'm spending the thousand dollars with the group, like just to split on a trailer because I'm not sleeping in the fucking dust bucket. Like, it's not that bad. I've done it. It's not that bad not i know that bad. I, okay <laughs> i'll trust you when i when i experience it yeah so it's like you know you want the the glam and, and like you said the glitz and the glam and and all of the fun stuff that come with the lights and the glitter and the whatever but also the functionality and the ability yes. to like stay warm when you're walking from stage to stage mm -hmm. and be comfortable while you're chilling for five minutes and catching your breath because you haven't danced in a year and a half and now you're <laughs> doing it down on the dance floor <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. What is it about? I mean, I know the answer to this just because I've been there, but what is it is about rave or festival culture that you love so much? And how do you think in this 
fucked up situation that we're in right now that we can bring that quote unquote magic forward into the new normal when parties like that aren't even happening? Yeah, that's a really good question. I was actually having this conversation with somebody earlier today. A, what do I love about it so much is that the synergies and the energy that is created amongst people, amongst strangers, like you can be amongst literally tens of thousands of people and you'll catch at least one person's eye across the place and you're like, I got you. We are grooving on the same freaking level right now, you know? And that'll happen like, you know, multiple times a weekend. And I remember leaving... I remember leaving, I think it was Shambhala one year, and I was like, you know what? Like, I'm in the car on, on the way to our hotel to shower after six days. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, I'm like, we can't be wrong. There was like four or five of us in the car. And I'm like, yeah. the five of us here, we can't be wrong if there's this many people who will come together mm-hmm. for the same reason to do yes. the same thing and vibe on the same level for whatever their own personal reasons are, but we all come together and create this energy that transcends whatever bullshit is going on in your individual life, in your, in our global life, whatever, Mm. you know? And that's something I don't think that humanity can go without. And that's my biggest concern about this situation that we're in right now. And, Mm. you know, to answer your question about how, how do we keep, how do we keep the party going in a world where we're not allowed to party? (laughs) And I think, okay, so my partner is like super duper into crypto and this might get a little weird for a minute, but not even please. (laughs) So I think it was, I don't know, a couple of years ago, um, Marshmallow, a a DJ slash Mm -hmm. producer, he did a Fortnite concert that had like 10 point something million people. And it was the first of its kind. And I want to say it was like three years ago. And I think that that might be something that continues with like all these NFTs and all these like online platforms that like people in boardrooms are having discussions about this on some level for sure. Do I like that it's in a boardroom setting and and has like a commercial aspect to it? Not so much, but I do think that that can trickle down and filter into an indie scene Mm -hmm. where people are going to get super creative. And I, I think I was saying this to some of the photographer that I've been working with that like, it's going to happen. I don't know how we're going to keep people inside and, and not smoking, but it's going to go back underground a little bit. I it think. totally will. You know, and, yeah. you know, you push people into a corner, two things happen, either come out swinging or they curl up and die. And the people yeah. that are going to come out swinging are going to come out swinging glow sticks. That's what we're going to do. <laughs> gonna like... I will be right behind you. I'm so ready. <laughs> There was one night, I want to say, I think this was like before Christmas, like it was like in the second lockdown and I was, cause I live alone. So I'm like by myself 99% of the week. And you know, when you're like, just feeling like frustrated, like I just need to, like, I just, I don't know. I can't, I can't sit with myself, whatever. And I fucking put on, I think it was Sam Devine. And so speaking of like online concerts, like, and, and you know how a lot of the DJs (laughs) have been doing like defected records did that whole series where it was like the together alone or whatever. I can't remember what the hashtag was. And I put on, it was an eight hour set and I just put on my headphones and just, fu- I didn't, not the whole eight hours, but like, I just fucking <laughs> bopped in my butt. I was like, yes. like myself. cause I was like, cause I usually go like a few times a year to different, you know, whether it's a pride event or whether it's like a, a festival or something. Cause like, that's just, I love to do it and to not be able to do it. Like I'm, I'm jonesing for it, Stacy. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. We, yeah. I think we, we all are. I, we all are. I mean, we, my staff know if I'm like not in a good place, they just throw on a drum and bass mix and I'm like, all right, we're good. We're good. Things are back. We're back. <laughs> we just, actually, we decided on Friday that we're taking rave breaks here at work. From like, just, I'm like, anybody gets to choose. You can just stand up at your sewing machine and yell rave break and we turn it up and we dance for like a minute and that'll be, that'll be the way we I'm get it done. I'm going to work for you. <laughs> you're going to learn to sew, Gio. Do you sew yep. like you drive? <laughs> you know what? though no but I'll, I'll be your in-house creative designer how about that for, like for your, that. I'll like, do that I like it but even like when I did Maker Monday I didn't even like put two and two together as far as like the final product which is you know just a recording of the zoom call mm-hmm. but then when you had posted it when it was finished and the backtrack that you yeah. put together which was Hitchiness. I was like 
the best the best i was like oh shit this makes it more exciting because like, like i'm just i'm just talking about myself and my work or whatever but then to have edm playing in the background like very low but it was it yeah it just added that something extra that was just so exciting <laughs> and we like to say boots and cats and boots and cats and boots and cats <laughs> oh my god i love it <laughs> about how you started Maker Monday and Friends Friday, those series and um, how that, like, have you seen that have an impact on your own creativity and in what way? Yeah, so Maker Mondays and Friends Friday, we started that late last year, just just before Christmas, just after Christmas, somewhere around there. Um, And essentially we decided myself and um this sounds so official but our content team (laughs) (laughs) decided that it was a way to help other makers as well as people who have interacted with the with the house assassin magic brand stay connected and an opportunity to discuss like hey how are you doing and what are you doing and you know how can we connect with each other and how can we kind of you know just sound super businessy how can we leverage each other's audiences to put ourselves in front of more people now that we find ourselves you know I've had this conversation with fellow vendors that do the festival circuit where you know we haven't had to navigate through algorithms and internet content because we just arrive at this place where there's tens of thousands of people and they find us because, you know, they wander through Vendor Village and here we are. Ta-da. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly, Gio. <laughs> so sparkly. Um, <laughs> um, and then to have to find a way to plop yourself in front of literally cabillions of people in a world where they don't act, like physically see you. How do yeah. you do that? So mm-hmm. it was kind of, you know, it was it was a bit of a... Um, a combination of things where it's like okay let's let's find each other's audiences as well as connect with people who I've worked with in various capacities throughout the years with the House Assassin Magic whether it's their clients or whether they're fellow vendors or whether they've you know been photographers that I've worked with or whatever and kind of you were saying in the pre-chat the one thing that I love and I it happens every single time I get off a call I'm like I learned so much about this person I'm like I thought I knew you <laughs> you know and it's kind of a given me validation that like everybody is quote unquote going through some of the same struggles as well as reminding me that I I think anybody said this too it might have been Dan Snow actually that like a lot of hey Dan right shout out (laughs) friend of the podcast Dan Snow friend of the podcasts I should say yeah it's reminding me that the network that I that I may need or other people may need are right there in front of us you know our community is here and you know, there's so much noise and so much kind of stimuli coming at us and so much shit to try and sort through every day that sometimes you forget that you have this plethora of people and humans yes. in, in your life that are available to you, for you, and vice versa, that you're there for them, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's just a matter of kind of like taking off the blinders a little bit and opening up opening up the horizon to see everybody that's on it. Um, mm-hmm. And that's been really refreshing. Um, it's been a refreshing reminder. And you've had so many interesting conversations with people. Like I've been watching over the weeks. And it's similar to us where it's such a wide variety of people. We just had Keisha Kerr on the podcast. We just released our episode with her, but we were, we interviewed with her like three months ago, basically. But like Keisha and you've also spoken to Dan and now like, and we, I've talked to you as well. Mm -hmm. And it's such a wide variety of people who are all, we're all going through this thing together. And it's so interesting to hear how different everyone's approaches are, but also how similar everyone's approaches are (laughs) to like just getting through this thing, you know? And the common thread or the through line of all these conversations you're having that Renee and I are having is this need to connect with other people who are in the same sphere as us as far as creativity and expression. And it's just great that you're doing something like this because it's connected me to people I never would have known about. Well, that's exciting. That's really exciting. Because sometimes I'm like, does anybody listen to this shit? 
Welcome to our lives, Stacey. <laughs> yelling into the void. <laughs> oh, the void's yelling back. <laughs> oh, I no, just... that's just drum and bass. Never mind. <laughs> no, no, no. It's boots and cats. <laughs> I mean, if, if drum and bass was yelling back, I'd just be dancing the whole time, not paying attention to anything. Like, hey, like, it doesn't matter. You have to promise me. Okay. Whenever things get less crazy and less restrictive and less uh, crushing to the human soul, <laughs> yes. um, we we have to connect oh, and like yeah. do something, just oh. something. <laughs> like I don't care. I just want to have like a night. You know what I mean? Oh Ugh. yeah. We will have like. I started saying to my partner and I were like, "What is gonna happen when like they release the kraken and we're allowed to do whatever? Like people are gonna be." Oh bonkers like nobody's gonna go home people are gonna sleep in the streets people it's gonna be like world pride when people are like barking on the street it's gonna be roaring 20s part two electric boogaloo that's literally yeah and what's interesting too sorry this is like a little nerd side note for all the people who are nerdy like me but one thing that's really interesting about the Spanish flu outbreak in 1918 to 1920 is that there's not that much media depicting what people's everyday experiences were like. And I saw this post online the other day that was like, I understand why nobody wanted to write about that shit because once this is over, I don't want to fucking talk about it. No. I don't want to think about it. I'm just going to be out in the world, hanging out with other people, getting drunk, dancing, doing whatever, like just fucking getting laid. Yeah, like seriously. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Put it behind us. Yeah. Yeah. We will never yeah. speak of this again. Put it behind me. I love it so much because it's true. <laughs> seriously, all my hang-ups about polyamory, gone. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's that. invited. as the mother of the house of sass and magic and i know this is like a cheesy question but because of what you do i genuinely want to know this what legacy do you personally want to leave behind for the next generation of creatives through the work and the the magic that you're putting out into the world with what you do that's a loaded question, Gio. Oh, like, I know. Because <laughs> um, A, I don't ever want children. So like, not, no, no, no. to refer I, to me as a mother, I don't know. But it's No, fine. the it's mother fine. of the house. The mother of the house. That I, I I'm not saying that. like the mom. <laughs> <laughs> Stacey, I am also on the fence about whether I have kids. And I will tell you this. Sometimes with my husband, because we have two dogs, I'll be like, I don't want to be the mom today. I'll be the dad. You be the mom. Like I'm done. <laughs> I'm not being a mother. First and foremost, I think that I want the messaging and the actually not even messaging. I want to leave the option for people to not feel like somehow putting themselves out there wherever there is is in an apprehensive way. That they just have a free. You know what I mean? Like that. That's yes. just that you don't have to sit and consider like, ooh, should I, shouldn't I, da, da, da. No, that's mm-hmm. just like an automatic that I have the freedom and the capacity and the wherewithal to go out into the world as I so choose and not worry about looking over my shoulder while I yes. do that. I think that's first and foremost. And secondly, that like, it's super cliche, but like, ain't nobody gonna tell you no. You know, if, if that's coming from the outside and you receive that and you take that to heart and, and consider, oh, well, maybe I shouldn't, then maybe that's something that you need to consider about looking back inside and being like, okay, well, why does that resonate with me? Yeah. And, and be able to say, actually, no, you don't get to tell me no. The only person that gets to tell me no is me. And I think that messaging, just like strong messaging, that it's, it's, it's your choice and, you, and nobody gets to ch- take that choice from you because it's just wrong downright wrong I don't care what the topic is it's just like I got into it the other day about some really not so nice topics and I was like I don't give a shit what you think the bottom line is this nobody gets to choose for you except you done mic drop peace out 
by. Yeah. That's the big thing for me. Even just looking at the like the branding, like I mean, that's my my world. So I always mm-hmm. think of that first. When it comes to, like a business, you really are putting that message out there of like, look at what I'm doing. I started a business that's making clothing for rave culture. That in <laughs> itself is like, I'm gonna do. This is not something that is mainstream. It's not something that everybody does or thinks that you can make a business out of. But you did mm-hmm. it, and that in itself is saying, do whatever you want. I did it. So what the fuck's stopping you? If you can think it, you can do it. Yeah, absolutely. Because quite honestly, and I've said this in a number of different conversations with people when they ask me about when and why and how I started my business, like we literally air quotes just because I don't like kneecapping my sentences, but we just tried. We had an idea and we said, well, let's try this. And it worked. Maybe if had, had it not worked, then we would have tried something else. I know it's not that simple, but it is that simple. Yeah. In, the, in the same breath, you know, and I think that's a really important tidbit to a, a tidbit of self dialogue for people to, to have with themselves is that it just takes you trying, you know, and I need to really work on not using the word just I really want to eliminate it from my vocabulary, but all that to say, you can try and who knows it might work. I can't wait to be shaking my ass on a dance floor with you. (laughs) It's going to be so fun. It's going to be so fun. I only have one rule on the dance floor and that's no talking because it's a dance floor and not a talk floor. (laughs) I, okay. I am 100% there with you. Although there are occasions when, you know, I've dabbled. It happens when you're on a dance floor, like Mm -hmm. you dabble, you know, whatever. And I, sometimes it's hard for me to shut the fuck up even more than usual, which is shocking. No, so I feel when I that. just smile and nod at you and keep dancing, you'll know that it's yeah, really yeah. like, like no, you but... doesn't need any input. <laughs> <laughs> you just take the input. No, Got but it. I agree with you. I'm the same where like if you go to like a gay event, men are men. They will be like, hey, what's up? Like <laughs> left, right, and center. And when I'm in that setting, as much as I appreciate it, I'm very much like you where I'm like, I'm here to dance. When the night is like ending, then I start to like hunt. But until then, I'm like, I am not about it. Leave me alone. Like, you know what I mean? And I don't want to talk. Please don't talk to me. You're ruining yes. Like, this is my song, please. Yes, thank you. Every song is my song. So back the fuck this up. Is, this is my set, please. This is my set. Thousand percent. Thousand percent. The dance not ready. No. Not ready. <laughs> so I'm so ready. Oh, yeah, it's going to be our next t-shirt. Dance floor is not ready. <laughs> we should collab. I would love to collab with you. Yes. Yes. I'm into it. I'm <laughs> okay. That's also my new tagline. I'm into it. <laughs> yeah. Take it. Use it. So Stacy, this is our fave question to ask our guests about kind of looking back at everything you've done. So thinking about <laughs> the beginning of it all that mm. little girl on that farm <laughs> was like take me to dance class god damn it right? and then through everything that you've done since then if you were to give the trajectory of your life and career a theme what would it be and you can't say the dance floor is not ready because we are <laughs> <laughs> um Oh man. You should I have mean, this ready to go. I sent this to you already. I know. <laughs> Ahead of listen, time. Listen, listen, listen. There's so many things that come to mind. I mean, to be super cliche, that like life is not a rehearsal. Like you only get one chance. Go big or go home. That's kind of been been my jam the whole time. Yeah. And yeah, just do it. I mean, sorry, Nike, but <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> I'm really like and I actually just said and to mention Dan again I just said this to Dan the other day like the more I think about things and the more like let's make a strategy and plan this and three year this and I'm like it doesn't work for me I get super mm-hmm. stressed and and disappointed when it doesn't work out the way that the strategy says it should I'm mm-hmm. like just let's just fucking do it like mm-hmm. if I give less fucks I get more results that's the trajectory less fucks more results <laughs> <laughs> it works for me (laughs) yeah i feel you on that too much planning is stressful i'm like i don't this is not my gig like let me just do the fun stuff and do the creative i don't want to have to think about q1 and q2 i'm like ugh, ugh. yeah like i just feel like it's very stifling and i remember say having this conversation with my dad on many my dad and i get very existential god bless i just have never considered trying to fit into this whatever preconceived box you know and I Mm -hmm. and I think that's the part 
that stresses me out because it just is so stifling. I'm like, I'm too big. I don't fit in here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like I'm overflowing out here. I need- <laughs> I'm a peacock. You gotta let me fly. Actually, that's the trajectory. I'm right, right there. <laughs> I'm a peacock. You gotta the let me fly. Classic Mark Wahlberg. Yes, thank you. We can be nice friends, Renee. Yes, yes. That's a gauge of how I know I can be friends with people. I'm like, if you don't find that movie funny, that we're, movie, we're over. That movie is so stupid. It makes me laugh every single time. Like, even when he's like explaining about the land sharks, he's like, Yeah, I'm gonna come on land and then I'm gonna eat you like you're lying. Pro- oh my god, it's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Geo, you're yeah. out of the club. You gotta watch that movie. Oh my I god. I don't even know what you're talking about. I know come you on. don't. We'll do it for our next bonus episode. I will make you watch Please Nice do. Guys. I really like subjecting Geo to really bad movies and then watching him watch it and be like, Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> we were talking about Schadenfreude earlier see <laughs> i love it <laughs> so good so I'm good do- I'm, I'm open to it so. <laughs> i mean at the very least it's mark Wahlberg. it's good to look at come on yeah <laughs> on that note no <laughs> <laughs> i mean we've said all there is to say <laughs> yeah. if anybody is interested in connecting with you or finding you online where can they do that So on the Flash Design Company side, www.flashdesignco.com, brand new website that was just released in the fall. Super fresh, if I do say so myself. It Um, it is, it is. (laughs) Thank you. On Insta, at Flash Design Co. Facebook, at Flash Design Co. Email and all that stuff is on there if you want to get super profesh about it. And then on the House of Sass and Magic side, www.houseofsassmagic.com. On Insta, at House SM. T dot and on Facebook at House SM. And we'll put all of your uh, links oh, and yeah. everything in the show notes. show notes. Like I said before, I can't wait to be reunited. Well, not reunited because we technically never met in person, but <laughs> to be united. <laughs> on a dance floor somewhere thousand percent there are going it's going to be full of a lot of people that we need to connect with thank you so much (laughs) you're very welcome thank you for having me it's been a pleasure i had so much fun this has been so much fun it was so (laughs) nice to meet you stacy yeah you too you too hopefully we can meet in person i know you're like on the other side of this grand country of ours but one day one day, one day don't come back here yet absolutely <laughs> not no. it's fucking terrible no plans to leave my house in the immediate future <laughs> okay i'll go now before i kill you <laughs> bye. Bye. bye have a great bye. night bye <laughs> That was so much fun. That was great. <laughs> oh boy. That was great. <laughs> I'm fucking smiling, bitch. What more do you want from me? I just want to poke fun. I'm I'm in a, a fun mood. <laughs> I'm gonna come to your house and I'm gonna put a fucking stain on your wall, condo owner. You know. <laughs> oh, now she's serious. Look at her face. No, I was gonna say, like, please, that'd, that'd be a fun story. <laughs> One day, one day I'll be back and I'll see your house for the first time, which I'm really excited for. It is slowly coming together, you know. Yes. Oh no, I'm so excited. Because <laughs> Lorena's been like selling a bunch of shit in my parents' place on Facebook Marketplace to like make some extra money that they don't need or whatever. I guess she wanted to sell Sandro's old fish tank. Yeah. And so, and he obviously like, he's in Miami, so he doesn't need it. And he texts me and he's like, just so you know, Lorena's trying to sell my tank, but I don't want her to. So if you want it, you can have it <laughs> so that she doesn't sell it. He's like, I spent too much money for her to sell it for 20 bucks. And I was like, I guess I have a fish tank now. So <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yeah, I want to put it in my kitchen. Sounds yeah, like a I good mean. place for a fish tank. <laughs> but anyway, no, this was a lovely chat. I'm so glad that we had Stacy on and just to talk about dancing going out and like getting silly like I miss those days so much so it's just I, nice to like relive that you know I would be so intimidated to dance in front of Stacy even though I've been doing my my little YouTube dance classes trying to teach myself how to dance why would you be intimidated oh just because I'm not a very good dancer <laughs> okay so this is the thing you know when we're talking about the scene of like thousands of people all feeling love and being buoyed by each other's energy uh, yes. and whatever okay there's no judgment no judgment and if anything, when I see the people who dance real crazy or whatever, <laughs> I'm like, go off, sis. <laughs> that's, that's the shit Feel where I'm like, your oats. Go, get go, it. go, go. <laughs> that's awesome.
I love it. Oh, that's funny. Well, thanks for listening to me. And to me. And if you have any concerns, if you have any concerns, if you have any questions or (laughs) concerns, every week you read this, it's like the first time you've ever seen it before. You're like, concerns. I don't know her. No, you know why? Because concerns is so negative. I'm like, I don't need to hear people's concerns. I don't care. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't care about your concerns. If you have any questions or concerns or want to know more about how to have a rave in your house. If you want to know more about where Gio's going to put his fish tank. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. You can email us at listen to me podcast at gmail.com or you can message us on the socials at listen to me pod. Listen, our Patreon is a ton of fun. We didn't talk about it at the top because we forgot, but we're doing so much stuff on there. We are posting blog posts related to old episode topics. We are recording ourselves talking about bad movies that I am subjecting Geo to. And also sometimes we talk about sex. Actually, probably most of the time we talk about sex. So you can go to patreon.com slash listen to me pod to find out more about how you can get a bunch of bonus content and support the show. And the music in this episode is graciously provided by audio. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>